0: Is Braden and Tally with the voice of my beloved podcast, and today we've decided to do an overview of the love and purity message because we've done tw- what 28 we've done, I believe twenty-eight somewhere around there uh, messages here. That's a lot of stuff to process, and so we thought we'd kind of just do some bullet points and go through the message, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we're just gonna go through just a quick wrap up here of the message. But before we do that, we're gonna give a little announcement that there is a forty percent discount going. Forty percent, forty percent. That's off, a big discount. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the uh, women's discipleship program, and so that is a week long discount, and it goes until Friday. So sign up now for the, pro- <laughs> for the <laughs> discipleship program. Uh, yeah, we're getting super excited about it. Um,
1: we're working on our marketing skills. Like yeah. how to <laughs> Have we gotten better? Uh, no. <laughs> Did that entice you to, <laughs> to sign up for the program? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> no, um, yeah. So, so we're excited. Um, the G-Oaks have moved on. I don't know if we made that announcement yet, but they moved on to the base here um, to help us with the events and the different programs going on. And so uh, they did that before Hanukkah. And now Amanda's been working on the discipleship program. She's been calling the people that have gotten signed up and stuff. And so, uh, and we've been you know looking at different projects and stuff that we can work on through the month. And this is gonna be a
1: rich time, I been, believe. For everyone who comes out, it's going to be a time of growth, a time of really pressing into the word, pressing into who you are and the Messiah. It's going to be a rich time. And so I encourage if you know young women that want to participate in this, it's going to be a month long of really going deep in the word, going deep in in, uh, your destiny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Feel free to share the, you know, that's something that we haven't quite figured out yet is how to get the word out about things. So if you know people that would be interested in something like that, just let them know. And see if they'd, you know, be interested in coming out. We would love for, you know, as many as can come uh, to to be a part. It's always fun uh, when you get a, a good group of, of girls together. So, uh, so, yeah. So, we're excited. That'll be starting in just a couple weeks here. Two and a half weeks or something like that. So, it's coming up. It's coming up soon. <laughs> and... So, we'll jump into... Yeah. We'll jump, jump into it. our points here. Yes. Okay. So, I got four or five, five or six points here. So I'll just, I'm going to read off point number one. Okay. Point number one, um, we are not promoting a method for success, but promoting a submitted lifestyle led by the Holy Spirit, which includes accountability, which means not figuring things out or trying to make things happen in your life.
1: Well, so. but I guess you had to define what success is. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: true. Well, okay, so we're not promoting a method for an easy life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: A life without hurts, without pain, without trials.
1: Yeah. yeah. This, I just saw This isn't the answer. I just saw that. a book cover that Ray Comfort wrote and he the title of it was uh so you can have a wonderful life, something like this, but it has a picture of uh all the people stoning Stephen. You know, and so, it's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so yeah, the, we're yeah. not talking about the American version of the gospel, where right. you do things just so that you can have a comfortable life. Yeah, yeah. But we are talking about, I believe, yeah, success from heaven's perspective. Oh yeah. We want to, you know, Scripture says, "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that it may." Be go it will go well with you though. You'll be successful. You'll prosper. Right. <laughs> right, so, right. so there yeah. is a, I believe there is a uh, level of uh, spiritual success eternal or success. eternal success. Yeah. We want to encourage. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the other thing in that is, you know, the whole method thing, um, that there's this kind of formula to having a great life or something like that. And that's not at all, which we've touched on, but it's, um, it's definitely not what we're saying. We're not saying this is the easy life. We're not saying that if you follow Braden and Tally's steps, that everything will go well with you. Uh, this is not at all what we're saying. Um, God God has a plan for you, and he has a path uh, laid out for you. And the more you can submit yourself to him, press into hearing his voice in your life, um, yeah, like Braden said, that's the place of great reward that's the place of eternal success (laughs) yeah (laughs) david
1: says that you know in keeping of them there is great reward when we walk in god's ways there is a reward to it you know not that we do it solely for that purpose we want to do it because we just love god we serve him you know we live an obedient life because we love him but there is that element that he said he throws out there and says hey there's a reward there's a there's a blessing in this and so there is that, that element as well
0: yeah yeah Yeah, and then also just, you know, we do talk about betrothal a lot, which we love this picture of betrothal. And, um, you know, but it's kind of the way that some people have taken it is that we've kind of given this, like, you either have the method of dating, the method of courtship, or the method of betrothal. And I just, I don't, we're not promoting this, this like, we don't like the title of that, you know, because it's um we don't want it to be stifling no <laughs> right? yeah and we don't have to be like you have to pick one of these methods like we'd like to throw the whole method thing out the window um that you know that god's got a plan and well, that's all, what has, all people have to do pursue. is read the
1: betrothal book and they realize that there's, that there's a, there's lot a lot of different, of different yeah, variations to there are. doing betrothal
0: yeah 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 so um so yeah that's that's uh point number one um
1: the spirit of it is what we're, we're aiming for. The spirit, the spirit of, of yeah. keeping ourselves unspotted from the world and preparing ourselves for the coming marriage supper of the Lamb. Yeah, you know, yeah. Of, of knowing that we're betrothed to Yeshua. This picture points to the fact that we're betrothed to Yeshua and we're yeah. longing for that marriage supper of the Lamb.
0: Yeah, yeah. Someone had actually um, sent me a message um, talking about, you know, wanting to go through us, wanting us to go through the the benefits and the disadvantages to dating courtship and betrothal in a comparison kind of a way. And I thought about it, but I was just like, I feel like that would be kind of impossible to do because I don't feel like betrothal is a method. Like if it was like, if we had written like, well, you know, when you meet, then it has to be this long, and you're only allowed to talk to this person this much, and you're only allowed to see them this much, and you have to do the betrothal on this day, and then the wedding has to... But there's nothing like that. <laughs> like, it's a very... Um, it's not a method. And so... Um, so, yeah, so I couldn't even really compare the different ones. Now, I could give you, you know... We, like, we have gone through and told the, the things to be aware of. There are things that you must be aware of in the dating world, mm. uh, in the world of, of courtship and stuff. Um, but, yeah. So that's that point. Point number one. Point number two. Go to point number two. Sounds good to me. Okay, point number two. <laughs> <laughs> point number two. We want to be a part of the spirit of Elijah that is preparing the way of the Lord.
1: Come on, okay. come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, this is the, where the fire gets hot. Spirit of Elijah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who
1: wants to sign up? I, I remember hearing this quote. It says that living for God is not about mild-mannered men telling other mild-mannered men how to be mild-mannered. <laughs> and I always just love that quote. I mean, we want to grow in humility and meekness and stuff, but yeah. wow, I just love Elijah. I love John the Baptist. <laughs> it's like, yes, fire, fire. Yes. You know, just this. And I'm talking about backbone. To stand against Peter talks about floods of ungodliness that are sweeping through the world, and a flood, you know, a flood. You a tsunami. It takes it wants to take everything with it. You have to be grounded, anchored to withstand a flood, and that's what I want to encourage young men, young women out there. Get anchored, be grounded, so you can stand against those floods of ungodliness. And you need the spirit of Elijah. Elijah, one guy standing against a whole country that's going a certain direction. John the Baptist, one guy standing mm-hmm. out in the wilderness. He didn't have a big, yes. you know, you don't see this huge, you know, fan club around. Uh, I'm sure he, he probably had some great friends, but you know, <laughs> but you, you see this one guy. And so we're going to be required in our generation to stand, to be anchored and to stand against these floods of ungodliness. And mm-hmm. so have a backbone, have strength to stand and not just go with the, with the flow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, that leads us to um, point number three. The spirit of the world uh, is what our culture is run on, and it opposes the spirit of Elijah. So we've got an opposition, a major opposition here. Uh, Be aware of the dangers and pitfalls that is in our culture. Be intentional about your journey and recognize the consequences of the decisions you make. Our decisions that we make have consequences. Don't just fall <laughs> we we don't have to be prey to just all of the problems that uh, that the people around us are running into and you know for those that have gone before us we don't have to do that we don't have to mess up in the same way that you know there are there are decisions that we make and there are consequences to them and so we have to be aware and intentional of of um the decisions that we make in life, and so there's an int- intentionality that comes with it. Um, John the Baptist, he was intentional. He um, he was making decisions, you know, with the intention of preparing the way of the Lord. He wasn't just you know going with the flow, uh, doing what everyone else around him was doing. He was opposing the normal culture. He was opposing. The, the, this wicked, worldly um, way. And so, so this is something that is, is done with intentionality. It's not something that we can take lightly, that we can say it's no big deal. I think that that's the message that we hear from the world. It's no big deal. I think even within Christianity, we hear that. It's not a big deal. We make light of things that are huge to God. We make light of covenant covenant is marriage. We make we make light of that, even in the Christian world. You know, we play around with it. Children, you know, having crushes and, you know, all of these things. We play around with things that are huge in God's eye. God's eyes say, you know, He his heart is, this is very important to me. And that's what we want to have. We want to have God's heart in these matters.
1: Which I think is so important that we have a framework from based in the Bible, because you know, yeah. I was thinking of the Psalms. that says, you thought that I was altogether such as one. I, you thought that I was altogether such a one as you, something like that. Uh-huh. You know, it's like people sometimes think, well, God probably thinks a lot like I think, you know, and so, <laughs> but, but the truth is, is that yeah. no, God's word, it reveals to us what he thinks about certain things. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it is very opposed to maybe the Normal. conclusions that we would come to, you know, in our own brains. So God is expecting us to line up with his thoughts, to line up with his ways. And so just how important that is that we, if he says this is an abomination to me, then we take note of that and we go, okay, that's something I don't want to do.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, our culture says that brokenness is just a part of life and it's something that everyone has to go through, you know, whether it's broken relationships, broken marriages, broken homes, um, all of those things, um, you know, I was even talking to Braden, our, our, um, our local community here. There's a, I don't know, it's, it's a depressing thing because there's no hope for the next generation that they might be able to make better decisions than, you know, than the parents did or something. It's just an expectation. They're going to go to school, probably going to get involved in some drugs, they're probably going to have a place where they really mess up. They hit a hard place. They're probably going to come back out of it, go to church a couple weeks, you know. And there's this kind of expectancy that there is going to be brokenness, hardships, trials, you know, those kinds of things. Whereas, um, uh, you know, if we walk and line ourselves up with the Word of God, we can avoid a lot of that stuff.
1: Well there'll still be brokenness that we face for sure, but yeah. we can we don't have to set we don't have to bring it on ourselves. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. We don't want to put ourselves in the way of brokenness like, well, that's just the way people work. Right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, there there is going to be an inevitable yeah. amount of that no matter what. Yeah. But uh, but may God help us to follow in the path. You know, I love Psalm 23 where it says, "You lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake." Because right. it's not even so much for our own, you know, it's not for our own name. And if it mm-hmm. becomes for our own name, then it gets tainted. You know, right, it's that right. we're doing it for our own pride. Uh-huh. But David, I love, he, he has a great perspective on righteousness. He says, lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Because right. when we walk in righteousness, it brings glory to God. Yeah. That's what Yeshua said. Let your light shine before men That's that good. they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So when we live righteously, we don't just go the way of the world of contributing to brokenness and all these things. Then we glorify God, mm-hmm. and this is this is what we're called to do. We're called to yeah. number one, number one goal is to glorify God in our actions, in our speech, right. what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's really good is just pointing out the importance of walking this out in humility, uh, because when we start allowing um, this lifestyle of purity, holiness, if we allow that to puff us up. In any way, we are, you know, doing a total disservice to ourselves, um, to those around us, uh, and we're pretty much cutting God out. You know, we're saying that, we're saying that, you know, we've got it figured out, we can figure this life, this lifestyle out, and instead of um, allowing ourselves to be soft before him, because it never ends, you know, it never ends. The paths of righteousness were always being refined and pruned uh, within that on that journey, and so, uh, so yeah, it's so important I think to to keep on the path. You know, and and that's another thing too is that, you know, sometimes when you make these decisions to walk in an opposing way of the culture, uh, you lose friends you look really harsh to people, and some people can pull this off better than others, you know, as far as just looking like you're being judgmental or being harsh or whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that if we can walk this out. I think God, and, and really look at our lives, look at the fruit in our lives and allow God to refine us in the walk that he'll refine us. And so, you know, I think that, you know, I've seen people where they, they choose the path and because, you know, everyone thinks they're being proud and, you know, cause that's what the world's going to say. You're not doing what everyone else is doing. You must think you're better than me. They
1: think it's strange that we don't run with them. Yeah. Peter says, it's like so strange. We're having so much fun. Why? Why are yeah. they you not running with us? Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, and so what, what can happen is you can look at that and go, you know what? I am, I've, I've, I'm proud. And so therefore I'm just going to do what everyone else around me is doing because I hate that label because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be proud. I don't want to be proud, but. I don't necessarily think that's the right thing. We need to stay on the paths of righteousness and allow God to refine us on that path and not necessarily ditch the path just because it's, it's caused us to be proud, <laughs> you know, but right. instead go, God, how can I walk in this place in humility? Allow me, show me how to love the people around me. Show me how to be a blessing and not, you know, lose friends and reach out to people and and um, be a blessing to to people around me. And allow God to refine you with within that. And um, I think that's um, it's an important thing. And and He, you know, we, there's good fruit in our lives. There's bad fruit in our lives. And and He allows us to look at that so that so that we can know which areas need pruning. You know, where where we need pruning and. And uh, we just need to, you know, keep staying the course and and going forward and, and he'll show us the way. So don't, yeah. don't be um, upset if uh, you don't have it all figured out right away, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: You reminded me of a great passage from Zephaniah where Zephaniah encourages people. He says, seek righteousness, seek humility. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It, that it may, it may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And so... As you're seeking righteousness, as you're seeking a purity, at mm-hmm. the same time, seek humility. Mm-hmm. Seek, you know, it's something that we seek out. We say, oh, Yeshua, I want to learn how you walked righteously and yet humbly. Yeah. And so may God grant us that grace. It's a special grace because oftentimes when we seek righteousness. We don't couple that with seeking humility and it just ends up in a train wreck. Right. But right. may God grant us to couple those things as Zephaniah exhorted us. Seek righteousness, yes, but with it, seek humility. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good. And, you know, when I think of humility, I think of being ready to repent and to find understanding. And I think, you know, in those places where, you know, we might have walked, where we've made decisions and it's hurt people and we've lost friends, I think simply going to those people and just apologizing and saying, I'm sorry if that came all across like, you know, like I was higher than, you know, higher than you or something like that, you know, and, and just repenting. I think that really goes a long way. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to walk a different path or you're going to, um, give up on your standards or anything like that, but just walking in a place of humility and and repentance, I think will, you know, goes a long way. People really love that. You know, they love to see, um, you know, that you're willing to, to look for a path of understanding, you know, look for, How can we, you know, understand each other as we walk maybe in different places? So, yeah. Okay, so point number four. Betrothal is the picture that we see in the Bible, and it points to our relationship with Yeshua. Uh, So this is a big part of our message, uh, just going through what is betrothal and just how, what a beautiful picture it is. It's been lost for years. We don't even, you know, the normal culture doesn't even know what this word means anymore. But it's such a big piece to our getting ready for a wedding, our being, understanding covenant, understanding the importance of that, um, yeah, covenant, just being in a, um, in a binding relationship. Uh, and, and I think that's something that obviously we've seen really go down the drain <laughs> uh in our culture just the lack of of real understanding of of what covenant is and right. so that's what betrothal is all about it's all about covenant your yes being yes your no being no <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh you're um you're committed you're faithful mm-hmm. uh so it's yeah yeah, i just seeing that too,
1: picture. a commitment even before you're experiencing the fullness, which points so much to uh-huh. we're committed to Yeshua. You know, we haven't seen him, yet we love him. You know, yeah. there's this thing of being committed to him, living for him, actually. Mm-hmm. And so in this betrothal season, we're really living for the sake or keeping ourselves pure for the mm-hmm. sake of the other person. You know, and so it's this yeah. this picture of...
0: Without getting the reward yet of being with them.
1: Yeah, we're <laughs> so. keeping ourselves in hope of a future day. Yeah. And so this whole picture is so futuristic of this is where we're headed. We're we're going towards fullness. We're going towards when we see him, we'll be like him. Mm-hmm. You know, of knowing him face to face. We're headed for that, but we're living a lifestyle right now in preparation for that. And so that but the betrothal message, this is the the thrust of the betrothal message is let's get ready. Let's be a bride that's ready for her bridegroom.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that leads us to point number five. Um, God calls us to a life of purity so that we may be a spotless bride. And in order to walk this out, we must also walk in purity in our human relationships. It can't be separated. We can't walk as a pure and spotless bride for Yeshua, but have a lot of impure things in our human relationships here. And so it goes hand in hand mm-hmm. uh, as we, which is why these two messages overlap. It's, it goes together. You can't, you can't separate it. You can't right. give a purity message without talking about the coming of Yeshua, that that's the goal. And um, you can't talk about getting excited for Yeshua walking as his pure spotless bride without addressing the purity issues in our human relationships here on the earth uh, because it, it all, it all goes together.
1: Yeah, you could, so. but it would be missing a key element. Yeah. <laughs> I could give a purity message and say, Hey, you're, you're risking your health. You're risking, you know, breaking your heart. You're risking all these things just for your own sake. You mean? Know, I mean, I think God in his mercy, he gives us loving commandments even for our own sakes, but beyond that. Right. You know, what is the, this future, you know, basically climax of human history. What are we headed for? And by putting that element in, it takes our eyes off ourselves and just what's for our own good. I mean, that element is still there, but it mm-hmm. takes our eyes off of ourselves and helps us realize we're created for so much more, mm-hmm. so much more beyond even this life. We have a eternal destiny mm-hmm. as the bride and just realizing that is so key.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, so this, um, you know, this purity message is something that should excite us and should uh, just bring vision and uh, direction to our lives, that we should be excited about what is coming. And, Leah, you know, I always, you know, I, I just would love to put out there that, you know— is this is the most exciting thing that you can do with your life. There's no higher calling. There's nothing, you know, that you will be missing out on uh, by submitting yourself to God and all that he has for you in your life. It's the most exciting thing that you can do with your life, the most rewarding thing. And so, so yeah, so we need to embrace this, um, the excitement of this coming wedding. Embrace the preparations for the coming wedding. And uh and our embrace our identity that we're a bride. You know, it's it's a, a big part of getting ready is understanding who we are, that what God's called us to. And I love that. Can you talk about that a little bit? The who can find a virtuous wife in Proverbs thirty one.
1: Right. Um, well, I just heard this preacher mention Proverbs thirty one, talks about who can find a virtuous woman. And you can read that two different ways. You can say, uh, well, who can find her? She's rare. You know, it's it's hard to find one one that matches all these criteria listed out in Proverbs 31. The other way you can read it is who can find her as in if you can find her, then you can call her forth. Mm -hmm. You know, who can find the bride? Who can find the virtuous bride? Mm -hmm. And if you can find her, even in her immature state, if you can find her and you can actually see her with eyes of faith, you can call her forth into her maturity, into Identity. her destiny. Yeah. And so, and that's, that's the story of redemption, really. Yeah. You know, God looks down, he sees we're made of dust. He sees how broken we are, where we've come to in humanity. Mm-hmm. But yet he says, I can see in seed form in an immature state. It's not in this fullness, but I can see in seed form mm-hmm. the fullness of a holy bride, a pure and spotless bride. And I'm going to set up circumstances on the world stage that's going to call her forth and she'll be ready and my son will have a bride ready on his wedding day and that's that's an exciting thought
0: yeah (laughs) yeah may that be the lens that we see ourselves in that you know that because the enemy just wants to say there's no hope you're such a mess there's no hope but may that you know may that be the lens that we see ourselves in like i am a bride I am, I am being refined. It's going to be gold at the end of this. You right. know, that's what I'm shooting for, gold. And may God give us the, that lens to see the world in as well, too, that we don't look out and just go, this place is horrible. We just need to go hide out <laughs> and just wait for it all to come down. But that we can, this is where outreach starts from, being able to look at the world and go, you know what? That broken person over there, there is fullness of hope because of Yeshua, because of what right. he's done. And I want to see her walk in the place that God has called her to. And that's, you know, that's how we have a heart of compassion, and a heart of love, that heart that Yeshua had when he walked on the earth, to call it out in people and uh, to call them to a higher place.
1: Yeah, because all they're hearing most, most of the time is the voice of the accuser. Yeah. You're not going to ever add up to anything. You'll never be anything. Yeah. But yet we come and say, no, God has a purpose for you the blood of the lamb was shed for you. You're valuable for that one reason alone. Right. There is great value on you because Yeshua laid down his life for you. And that that's what gets people's attention and goes, Oh wow, I do have value Yeah, and I can be more than what I am. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is the love and purity message in a nutshell. That's good.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> may you be encouraged out there, wherever you are. Yeah. And we're all on this journey and we need to encourage one another and to you know, uplift one another that we could reach the fullness that God has for us. It may not be our generation that sees the, the uh, fullness, but we want to encourage one another that we would reach... I love the scripture that says that David in his generation was he fulfilled his purpose. And so may we in our generation, even if it's you know, generations down the line that the Messiah returns, but may we do our part yes. and encourage one another for our generation to see the fullness, to see God's purposes worked out.
0: Yes, amen. This is Brayden and Tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He is coming quickly.